You're listening to the Health Powered Productivity Podcast by RaiderCo. I'm Marcy Raider, founder and chief productivity lead. This podcast's mission is to give you and your team bite-sized, time-saving, focus-boosting, health-improving tips that you can implement right away. Now, on with the show. Burnout, overwhelm, overload, these words are so high on the Google search list in the last couple of years. There is a burnout disconnect between C-suite and their staff. The pandemic raised the need for companies to invest more in their employees' well-being by reconsidering outdated norms like a nine-to-five schedule or even a Monday through Friday schedule. The outdated norm that working remotely means always being available and also that we must sacrifice our health and our relationships at certain points in our life in order to climb the ladder. Upper-level management and C-suite, or what I call the V's and the C's, vice president and so on, are operating with an increased quit rate in the last few years, and little has been focused on them. I've included two great resources for you in the show notes of studies done by Deloitte Insights. Um, Their article on the C-suite's role in well-being surveyed 1,050 C-suite leaders and 1,050 employees. And then the Asana Anatomy of Work Index 2022, which is something I look forward to every year, they surveyed over 10,600 workers. Well-being is at an all-time low, all-time low among both C-suite and non-C-suite employees. Deloitte shows that the C-suite significantly underestimates how much employees are struggling. More than 8 out of 10 believe their people are thriving when studies show the opposite. 56% of employees feel their C-suites care, while 91% of the C's believe that their employees feel they care. What a gap. So looking at the Asana Work Index and our experience coaching individuals and teams at RaiderCo, heavy workload and long working hours are the primary culprit. Our clients are dealing with workloads from teams that are under-resourced and struggling to fill positions or are trying to operate in a way that is too lean. Or the company is growing so quickly that it just can't fill the spot. You know, it, it just can't fill it fast enough. And I have a friend who owns a recruiting company and she will, I mean, their business has just exploded and they can't get people in the right seats fast enough. Operating lean is fine when the team can see a timeline or a milestone down the road. Still, when help is promised and never comes or priorities aren't shifted, it erodes trust. This was a theme among one team that I worked with in the last year. They said, we have too much work for our small group and management keeps telling us they'll get us help or they will help us, and we're still waiting for it. Long work hours became an expectation for remote workers during the pandemic, and we are having trouble shutting it off. 
I've trained individuals and teams to work well remotely for over a decade. I've worked remote since 2002. And so this was, you know, I managed a team, I managed up to um, 18 people at one point all over the world. And so, you know, I knew, I knew it was going to happen. And during the pandemic, I warned companies, set policies right away on availability requirements and don't force a culture where people are expected to be on chat or teams all day, all evening. But unfortunately, too many companies didn't do it and, and aren't doing it still. And people feel they can never shut it off. There is no transition between work and home. The C-suite is faring better when prioritizing their health, but only half of employees are taking vacations. Only half. And vacations are when, you know, you can clear out the clutter, the cobwebs in your brain. That's when you can step away and you come back with, you know, great ideas and you're able to solve problems. Not enough people are even taking breaks throughout the day, let alone a vacation. They're not getting quality sleep and they're not making enough time for family and friends. How can we fix this? First of all, lack of vacations. This is often related to an overload of work and no one to cover. People dread the return so much that it's a pseudo vacation where they're still available, when they do go away. That is not a vacation. Companies could require vacations, require, you know, make it a use or lose. I had a friend when I worked in corporate that she had like three months of vacation on top of her, um, you know, regular four weeks or something vacation. And she was saving it all up for when she got pregnant but she saved it up for like seven or eight years, you know, and I often wonder, you know, how did that affect her productivity, her well-being, her health on those years that she didn't take that? Thrive Global, um, Ariana Huffington's company, they actually just shut off the person's email when they go on vacation. I think that is an awesome, awesome idea. You get a bounce back saying that the email will be deleted and they need to send it you know, again when they get back to work. This helps eliminate that feeling of that, you know, when I come back, I'm gonna have so much work to do. And what a lot of people do is they work the, you know, their last day of vacation, they spend their whole time on the plane or they come home and they start checking email. And if your company doesn't shut off email for you while you're gone, one thing you could do that I recommend is, you know, if you're out of office, that is you're gone for a week, make it a week and a day and use that first day back to work offline so you can respond to all your emails but they don't go out. So in Outlook, you'd work offline. Um, in, in Gmail, you could use, um, you could just schedule. It's so easy to schedule in Gmail using the Boomerang app um, or, you know, just send it later. In Outlook, you could also send it later, but it's a little bit more clunky unless you're using Boomerang for Outlook. But you could just work offline, process all your email. And then when you're caught up, then you just 
turn off your out of office message. But, you know, of course, tell your tell your manager that you're doing this, that you're you're back, but you're like back in secret. And if you work in the office, ask for that first day back to be from home so that people don't see you there and you can actually get caught up. Companies could also give an additional stipend for their vacation if they take it. You know, if you take, you know, if you get give three weeks a year and people aren't taking it or four weeks a year, whatever it is, give them an extra $200 stipend. Or I've seen a company that gives up to an extra $1,000 stipend to use on their vacation if they take it. Like this is for like, give them a, you know, Amex gift card or Visa gift card and say, this is for your vacation. Have company shutdowns. This is a great idea. A lot of companies, um, I came from the pharma, biotech, um, clinical research world, and a lot of the pharma companies would shut down between Christmas and New Year's. Um, we never did because we we were in a contract research organization, but I was always so envious of those companies because I knew that, you know, they were getting their their holiday break and not worrying about the emails piling up when they returned. I love the idea of company shutdowns. Only 35% of companies currently require breaks throughout the day. Now, require, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if you should require a break, but you can definitely encourage it. Um, give them a name, you know, you know, say, you know, we encourage movement opportunity breaks. Um, we encourage, you know, whatever downtime, you know, something that, you know, that people understand that this is my time to step away. Ask people, you know, tell people on your team, you know, every day I'm going to take a walk for 15, 20 minutes. It's just 15 or 20 minutes. Encourage screen free lunches. Oh my gosh. The two things that you can do for your productivity in the afternoon, take a screen-free lunch and get outside in nature. Eat lunch outside, double bonus. Screen-free lunch. So many benefits to that. I've talked about it. It's all over my site. It's in different videos. Uh, you know, definitely encourage this. Stop hosting meetings back-to-back. People need a break. There's nothing magical about a 60-minute meeting. And think about it. How many times are people late because they're trying to get off a meeting and get on a meeting in the same 60 seconds? Make those meetings 55, 50, or 45 minutes. Give people time to, for if nothing else, a biology break to go to the bathroom. Don't require to be available all day, even during work hours, on Teams or chat. Send out regular reminders that this is not expected. Schedule your own messages to go out during that person's work hours or company standard hours so it doesn't steal someone's morning or evening. 20% of companies have even banned after hours emailing and the entire country of France. Challenge the norms of a corporate wellness program. It truly is the whole person. So we focus on health-powered productivity at RaiderCo. If you're a C, or a V, be transparent about your well-being. 74% of C-suites say they are, but only 22% of employees think they are. Millennial and Gen Z executives are much better at this transparency. Deloitte actually stated that an executive training program focused on health matters is the number one tool that would help the C-suite. 
In our experience at Raider Co. with coaching people in upper levels of management, they either don't feel like they can share their struggles for various reasons, or it's just not prioritized. One of Raider Co.'s top clients, Blueprint Medicines, has significantly invested in their employee well-being by thinking outside the box. And some of these initiatives they're working on are with us. One thing they're doing are meeting resets, and these are held twice a year to retrain people and remind them on how to have effective meetings and create guardrails around their time. Shorter meetings so they're not going up to the hour so that people can step away and take breaks. Inviting fewer people to free up time to so that they can complete work and decrease collaboration overload. Yes, there is such a thing called collaboration overload. They host two company-wide shutdowns a year so that people can take the December and midsummer holidays, so they have a week in July, off. And they don't have to worry about email overload when they return. They're, this is um, I'm recording this in August, and they are piloting right now. We're piloting design days. This is my term. They may come up with something else later. But these are for individuals to take entire an entire day, email-free, to work on projects, strategize and plan, or even just to get caught up on training, but to do those things they never feel like they have time to do. But it's kind of like a day out of the office, but working on you know critical tasks or mission-critical components. And... One thing that they're considering doing is having a company-wide design day, you know, maybe quarterly. And the cadence, you know, this is all fluid. We're figuring it out right now. But this can give you ideas on, you know, things that you could implement at your company. A quarterly design day, a, a um, monthly design day, letting people take, you know, design days as needed where they are all day completely email-free. And then lastly, just partnering with us with Raider Co. in private and team coaching. Private coaching is a three-month package focusing not just on email tasks and time guardrails, but you know prioritization on how to incorporate movement, better sleep, healthy eating into their day. And then another company we work with, Henry Shine, recently signed up 12 people for the Work Well, Play More self-paced masterclass. This is a year-long program they can go through at their own pace. It's just webinar recordings that I, you know, recorded over the course of a year. And there are different levels of novice, pro, and master in areas of productivity, clutter, and health. So people can go at their own pace. But because there's more than 10 people from one company, they get a monthly ask the ask me anything or ask the expert session just for their team. If you want guidance on creating lasting change in your company, reach out. Our mission is to decrease and even eliminate overload and work burnout through healthy, sustainable habits that team members of all levels can implement. Thank you for listening to the Raider Co. Health Powered Productivity Podcast. Resources mentioned are linked in the show notes. We encourage you to check out our recommendations page on helloraderco.com forward slash recommendations, where we list all of our favorite products and services. If you found this podcast valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with someone you know that could benefit. Many of our listeners use our podcasts as discussion points for team meetings. If you want tailored team training or coaching, reach us at helloraderco.com.